0: What the, what the yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's right, that's right, that's right. They say what? Last
1: no. hired, first five? Right. So it's like, you know, you got nine to five, you got digital products, you got real estate, and whatever else. Like, you got to figure out what that's going to be for you. You know, like, you have to figure out a way to make money outside of your job. The majority of us are not in these lucrative
2: careers, right? tweet talk
0: episode 84
2: so you think your sneakers look good huh Check this out. <laughs> even the most exclusive sneakers once purchased look identical to everybody else's sneakers can I get a holla holla so how do you take your boring regular sneakers and convert them to unique dynamic sneakers that will stand out yo that answer is easy you need to g- g- get laced with Get Laced Shoelaces. Yes, yeah, Get Laced is a lifestyle shoelace retailer dedicated to inspiring customers through a unique combination of products, creativity, and cultural understanding. We just want you to upgrade your sneakers. So get laced. Visit GetLacedLaces.com or check us out on Instagram at getlace. Underscore. Upgrade your sneakers with a black-owned business that provides international shipping, wholesale, custom, and fundraising options. Upgrade them sneakers, baby. A genius, man. Get yours today at goodlace laces.com. Premium sneakers need premium laces. Are we on the air? Tweet sugar? what it sounds like to be the best This best. is a Black Wealth Podcast. Yes. Build wealth, invest, own, and close the wealth gap. It's time to break down these financial concepts with your host, Mr. Todd Megana himself, Charles Oglesby and
0: Raphael Husband. Yep, yep, yep. Yo, what's up man? What's going on, this is Raphael Husband's co-host Co-creator, co-founder, one half of Tweet Talk Blackwell Podcast, along with Charles Oglesby, aka Todd Millionaire, still on hiatus from recording. Doing another one without him tonight. Uh You can still follow us on Twitter. Follow myself, Raphael, at Work Money Life. Follow my partner, Charles, at Real Todd Billion on Twitter. You know, follow us, man. Follow us for the show. Here, Tweet Talk. We dissect tweets and uh, talk about building black And tonight I got a special guest. My guy, Samuel Dulcine of the Black Real Estate Dialogue Podcast. Welcome back, Sam.
1: What's up, man? How you feeling?
0: I'm good, bro. Introduce yeah. yourself to the people. What's up,
1: everybody? Uh, my name is Sam of Dulcine. I am the host of the Black Real Estate Dialogue Podcast. Um, podcast has been around for about a year and a half now. Um, I think we're 50-something episodes in. Uh, so it's been a good ride. Um, looking forward to this podcast. Uh, it's cool to be on the other side. So I'm looking forward to just kicking back and and, and and having a conversation, man.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Well, Sam is back. We did, uh, for the listeners, we did a bonus episode a while ago. I think that was like a year ago. I think it was probably a year ago. I think we did it last January. Yeah, it was like last. I think so. Like last spring, I think. I think it was like around spring. Yeah, it was That's close. when
1: The Banker came out. Yeah. The
0: Banker came out like end of December. I think it came out in January. And then within a month or so, you we, we were talking about it. Yeah. yeah. I look back on our bonus episode talking about The Banker movie. Really good movie. You never watched it. You got to watch it. Uh, I got to watch it again, man. Yeah, that was a good one, man. That was a good one. So, Sam, man, been you've been doing the podcast for a little over a year now. Tell the folks what the podcast is all about, man.
1: Yeah, so the purpose of the podcast is to to share the stories of successful Black real estate investors, um, and my story as a real estate investor, just along alongside it, um, really to share stories that really aren't being told. You know, I get really excited um, every time I interview somebody, uh, especially sometimes nope, these people have never been on a podcast or they've been on a few. Um, so for me, it's all about storytelling and inspiration. Um, most of us or many of us our families don't own anything. So we don't think it's possible. Um, and so through the podcast, my whole purpose is to really um, share stories from everywhere, all over the country and show people that it's really possible and that, you know, you can't invest in real estate. Even if you buy one house, you know, your family's life will never be the same. I say it all the time. Um, so I think just a, a big part of that is seeing somebody who looks like you're doing it. So that's a big part of um, my motivation, and it's kind of like a overview of the podcast.
0: That's cool. And you even had, like I was going to say that you had a tweet where you said, I don't care if my guests have 50 followers or 50,000. The purpose of the show is to share stories that aren't publicized and to inspire the community not to clout chase. Now, you just pretty much, I just pretty much almost repeated what you said. Now, that's the purpose of the podcast, but what made you start it in the first place, though?
1: Yeah. So, uh, to be honest, I was thinking about at the time, like the summer before I started it, I had really gotten exposure to this like black wealth movement. And in like the fall, the spring of 2019, I, I was looking for black podcasts, black wealth podcasts. I came across black wealth renaissance when they first came out um, and I started hearing all these people. And I'm like, wow, like this is crazy. And I had been on social media for a couple of years. So I just was completely oblivious to everything going on um and so at the time i was also getting ready to buy my first property and i was like all right cool let me find a black real estate podcast like specifically about real estate so i can kind of learn and you know i couldn't find one maybe there's some that exist out there i just couldn't find it so i was talking to my boy i mean when he made my logo he made everything he does all the, all the design and course covers his name is josh foster and i said hey man i'm thinking about starting a podcast about." Uh, real estate investors, black real estate investors. We didn't have any conversation. He said, do it. And so we kind of got to work. We, he started my logo. I set a date for it to come out. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Um, but yeah, it just started because I was trying to provide and fulfill what I couldn't find. Uh, so I'm like, all right, let me not complain. Let me provide a solution. Let me try to do something to help. Um, so that was it for me. That was like the primary reason um, that I started at that particular time And, you know, thankfully, I've, I've kept going it Hasn't been easy, but I'm still here
0: That's cool, man And when when we started this podcast I just noticed that Charles was dropping a lot of gems On, on the timeline on Twitter and People kept asking, like, can you explain? Can you expand on that? And most of the time they understood what he's saying Not all the time, but most of the time I was getting it But I, I saw a lot of people were understanding, man And so we just started up Kind of like the same purpose Like trying to feed our people, man I'm trying to help out, you know. So, you got you started the podcast roughly around the same time as you got your first property mm-hmm. out of state. Yeah. <laughs> so, you're doing two things for the first time at the same time. What was that like? Man, it was crazy. Like the date that the
1: podcast dropped, which was October 14th or 15th, 2019, I closed on the 15th. So, imagine that. Um podcast dropping. I'm like closing on a property. It was just crazy, man. It was like just kind of surreal. It was like a lot happening and a lot going on at that particular time. Um, but yeah, man, it was it was it was wild. It was it was kind of stressful, but it was an exciting time too, because new things are exciting, right? So yeah, I mean it was a fun time. It was an exciting time. Um I didn't plan for it to happen that way. I didn't know it was gonna happen that way. You know, that's just that's that's just kind of the way that it happened, man. But um, yeah, it, it was wild,
0: <laughs> it was wild, man. I I can imagine, man, can you imagine? It's a lot going on. So you, what made you go out of state? Yeah, man, so I, I, I knew I wanted to invest in
1: real estate and I live in LA for those who don't know, um, Inglewood specifically. And so I'm like, all right, I want to invest in real estate. I don't have that much money. I don't make that much money. I didn't know about all these different programs you could do and stuff, right? Like FHA and mm-hmm. I didn't know about none of that stuff. So I'm like, all right, what is the next best thing? So I just started looking on like places like bigger pockets and things like that. And I'm like, oh, okay, people invest out of state. Like people who live in expensive places, they invest somewhere else. Really? That's the thing. Um, and so I spent like a year just studying a year, getting ready for it. And I'm like, all right, I guess this is going to be it. So I made up my mind that I wanted to uh, invest out of state and I just had to kind of figure out how to get it done. Um, it wasn't easy, but you know, thankfully I was able to eventually, you know, find the right information, find the right people and find the place to do it. And yeah, I've had the property for about a year, a year, year and a half or so. Um, mm-hmm. I actually just fired my property manager so I'm self-managing it now. The tenant will make that first payment to me next week. So yeah, self-managing it. Um, it's in Ohio, Dayton, Ohio, um, and so yeah, yeah, it's kind of kind of wild. I think it's definitely one of the craziest thing I've done, and I didn't tell a lot of people about it when I was doing it because um, <clears throat> I didn't want anybody's like limiting beliefs or negative thoughts to stop me from what I wanted to do. And believe it or not, there's a lot of backlash after from people I knew, like you're we like you're crazy. How could you do that? Why would <laughs> you do something like that? Like you can't drive by it. You don't know who's gonna do this. You don't know who's gonna do that. But little did they know, I got boots on the ground. Like, there's a woman I can call who I met. on bigger pockets. I call her right now. Say, hey, can you drive by? Can you check on something for me? As a matter of fact, she came with me to the property when I went out to visit. So, it's like, I knew this is what I wanted to do, and I was going to do it, and not everybody was going to know until it was done. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, it's going well. It hasn't been perfect. There's been bumps in the road, but... You know, I I don't I don't regret it. I definitely don't regret it. It's opened a lot of doors for me. Um, you know, helped me to make the course, uh, which has been great. It's done very well. Um, so I can't complain. It was definitely worth the investment.
0: That's cool, man. Cool, cool. Just want to shout out real quick to the advertisers, sponsors of the show, Todd Capital. You know, for all your affordable financial education needs. You know, Okie Shays. They got the finest sh- shades to fit your lifestyle. My guy Marlon Parker at Get Lace Laces, because premium kicks need premium laces. And last but not least, Pure Body Company for your all-natural body care needs. Now, you you had a you had a tweet where you said said, start building other sources of income while you have a job. You gotta talk about that one. Man, man,
1: man, man. It's crazy, man. Like that that really hit for me last year because my job at the time cut my salary by 25%. They cut my salary by about 25%. And I had been thinking about making the long distance, the beginner's long distance real estate investing course And I've been procrastinating. Once that happened, I kicked it into high gear. And I think from the the date that it was effective, this reduction, I dropped the course like six weeks later, took off. And it's like, my job would never do that for me, right? Like, I'm glad I have a job. I don't plan to leave anytime soon. Like I have a job, I work at a different company now, but I have a job and you know, there are benefits to it, right? You know, you, you got that consistent income, the business income can remain the business income and just being reinvested into the business. I can get, you know, lending, you know, for to buy properties and stuff like that. But I would be a fool to think that I could just depend on that stream, you know, like especially as black people, we can't depend on one stream because we're usually the first to go when something's going down.
0: Uh, They say what,
1: last hired, first fired. Right. So it's like, you know, you got nine to five, you got digital products, you got real estate and whatever else. Like you got to figure out what that's gonna be for you, you know. Like you have to figure out a way to make money outside of your job. The majority of us are not in these lucrative careers, right? If you are, you're blessed, and you still should add more streams. Um, But like you got to find out what skills you have, how you can monetize that to serve people. Like I don't care. I mean, it could be, it could be anything. It could be, you know, you got Ashley Johnson with flipping pallets. You got um, flipping clothes, shoes, like whatever it is. Like there's a lot of different ways to make money. Um, you don't have to do all of them, but you got to pick one, like especially as black people, man. Like,
0: you gotta have at least yeah. one, yeah. You don't,
1: yeah, you gotta have at least one. You can start small, like, I don't, it doesn't matter if it's like a hundred dollars a week, that can grow over time. Um, so that was the idea behind that. And you know, it's just a reminder that we got to get out here and get it, we got to go out here and get it, man. Um, there's a lot of information out there, um, different courses and videos and so forth, and podcasts. It's just pick one thing, mm-hmm. pick one thing. And, and try to work it out. See what you're good at. See what you what you're interested in. See what knowledge you have others might benefit from, and get some money, man. That's that's we have to. It's it's a it's a requirement, man, for for all of us.
0: Yeah, there's so many reasons, man. Cause you don't not own that job income. Yep. That. You can't pass it down. You can't transfer it to anybody. Uh, You can't say, man, I'm giving you my two weeks notice, but I got my guy, my cousin, who's just as good as me. You know, he gonna just slide up in here. It don't work like that.
1: It does not work like that.
0: At all. You don't own that income, you can't pass it down. And it's like, they always say, man, you die in that chair that will replace you by by Monday. You know, the next day, somebody else will be sitting in your chair if you die there, so you know. Man,
1: it's crazy, because like I work in like recruiting HR. Bro, when this whole COVID thing happened, there were so many people at my job who got laid off. And it's like, I'm having exit interviews with people who don't know what they're gonna do. Mm. They don't have another job lined up. They don't know what they're gonna do. And it's like, I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, I hope you have another stream or that you think about starting one because this could happen again. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? And I don't say it to like, I say it because I see it. Like I work in this industry. So I've seen people coming and go, I've seen people get pushed out of jobs. I've seen people not get a raise. I've seen people get 75 cent raises, bro. I've seen lower than I've that.
0: Seen that. I've seen 32 so like, cents. I've seen 32 cents and <laughs>
1: 32 cent an hour raises. I've seen that. Yeah, man. It's like people like to say everybody can't be a business owner, an entrepreneur. I'm not asking you to be the next Warren Buffett. We're not asking you to be uh, Robert Smith, we're asking you to start a stream of income, man. It could be anything, but if you if you sit there and think you're indispensable at your job, the people the people who I sat with who got laid off because of the budget cuts due to COVID, they didn't th- they didn't think their job was going to be taken away. Right. So
0: you know, it's funny. That's,
1: that's, that's a fact, man.
0: I was thinking today about, I was at work and it was like four or five of us in the office and we were talking about somebody that left the company. And this lady was like, oh, you know that when she left, she didn't even give notice, she just she just up and quit. And I was and I was, was kind of joking, but I said, oh yeah, that's the way to do it, you know? And I was kind of joking, but, and she was like, no, don't say that. Cause it's like unprofessional, you gotta give like notice and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, "Oh, oh! I forgot! I forgot that this company gives you two weeks notice when they want to fire you." <laughs> and everybody <laughs> in the room started laughing. She didn't say anything. <laughs> everybody in the room started laughing. Like she couldn't say anything. They don't give you no notice. They come tap you on yeah, the shoulder and, and say, "Come in, man." Yep. I know at my yep. job, like when somebody on my team is getting ready to be out the door, I kind of like give them a tap on the shoulder, I'm like, "Come take this walk with me, man. They need you in each other." Yeah, man. Like.
2: Pure Body Company formulates in an amazing range of emollients with shea butter at its base. Pure Body Co. focuses on providing all-natural handcrafted products
0: for all people. At shoppurebodyco.com, you'll find body butters and lip balms that are not only moisturizing, but none of our products contain preservative or even those unrecognizable chemicals. So if you're looking to keep your skin soft, visit shoppurebodyco.com. And remember to join PBC Perks to receive rewards as you shop.
1: There's nothing wrong with a job, but it's not wise to think that it's guaranteed. I don't care. It doesn't matter how good you are. Companies have bad times. Things happen. Things change. You got to like secure yourself or at least work towards it, man. Start small, you know. So, yeah, right. man, that's that's what that tweet was about, bro.
0: As like you said even if it's something like just 100 bucks a week or even 50 bucks a week whatever like your job might be covering all your expenses and you you you're okay but the actual change could be your investment money it's mm-hmm. gonna build the wealth for you so start building that side income man now, on the second part of that tweet, yeah, on the thread, going back to what you were talking about before, you said jobs won't pay you what you're worth. Savings accounts won't do it either. Take your nine to five income and use it to grow your passive income over time. If you live in an expensive area, investing out of state is for you. Now, you were just talking about that before and you decided to create a course. Talk about that. I mean, were a lot of people hitting you up about that or what was it?
1: yeah so i just i was just thinking about another way to to help people to serve people man because man i didn't have any help when i started man i didn't have anybody who i could call on who now i mean obviously i got plenty of people i can call but i don't have mm-hmm. anybody I, I could call on like hey have you invested at a state before how should i do it what are you supposed to do i didn't have any of that so for a year man i i was on bigger pockets i was listening to any real estate podcast i could get my hands on i was connecting with people in the forums um, doing all those things, going on to webinars, uh, just soaking up everything to try to get some kind of direction. And then I finally started to connect some of the dots. And it's like, I spent a whole year doing this. I, no one else should have to spend the time that I had to spend trying to get the information that I was trying to get. So that's the reason I created the course. You know, I had I got had a focus group who helped me put the course together, gave me feedback on different parts of the course. You met for like four consecutive Saturdays um and the course is done well man um but yeah for me it's just like giving people what i didn't have um that was that was the main thing giving people what i, what I didn't have uh you know i think that's such a, a such a hack with courses especially those that are well done like mm-hmm. the infor- you get information but you also get the experience right so it's mm-hmm. a very very comprehensive course like i put a whole lot of effort into it like by the time i was done um, with the course, I needed like a week off. I didn't take a week off obviously, but I was, I gave it everything I had, you know? So um, yeah, that was the idea behind the course. Just taking my experience and my research and putting it in a format where people can take it in. And, and you know, if that's something you want to do, they have the information or they have the information to get to step one. You know, like it's primarily for beginners, mm-hmm. you know, not for moguls and those who have made it already. It's for those who just need help getting to the first one because after that, it's a snowball. Right, right, right.
0: Now, I know you saw this story. I know you saw this story. Amazon pledged lately, uh, recently $2 billion for a housing equity fund to develop affordable housing close to the three of their uh, headquarters, one in Arlington, like around in Arlington, Virginia, Seattle, Washington, and Nashville, Tennessee. So Amazon is, is uh, some people might think this is a good thing. Some people think it's a bad thing. Uh, I mean, some people might think it's some kind of greedy play. I don't think it is, but you know, Amazon is saying they're gonna put $2 billion into developing affordable housing in these three places. What is your opinion on this?
1: So I posted this on my Instagram page and <laughs> there was a lot of backlash besides those who actually read the article. Um, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, it's going to be the projects all over again." But no, that's not what it's going <laughs> to be. If you read the article, like it's 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 it's, it's a it's, it's a lot more than that. So for me, it's like, what's the alternative? Mm. You're, you said Seattle, where else? Nashville and
0: and Arlington, Virginia, Arlington,
1: Virginia. What's the alternative? Seattle's expensive. Virginia, Northern Virginia is expensive, from what I understand. And Nashville is what's the what's the alternative, especially for their workers and people who maybe can't afford to live. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I, right. why not Why not wait to see it play out? No one else is stepping up to say we're going to put up all this money. Like, I think we should wait to see how it plays out. But, you know, people, rightfully so, feel how they feel about Amazon. But most of these people who feel how they feel about Amazon, they got a prime package coming every other day. <laughs> That's <is> true. <laughs>
0: The problem everybody is,
1: uh, uses it like you, often, you don't know anybody in your phone book or in your text message thread who doesn't use Amazon
0: this is true now you know people that see this as a negative I guess some of them they're gonna they're gonna find a negative anyway especially if it's coming, right it's talking about Amazon and Jeff Bezos so, you know these are yeah. the people that want to talk about eat the rich you know what I mean like yeah yeah, they don't care these people that are saying like nobody no one person should have that much wealth this mm-hmm. and that like billionaires should not exist um first of all, I don't know what saying that is going to do. Like, let's, right. say if, let's say if it's true, like, no one person should have this much wealth. Like, okay, now that you said that, what's that going to do? Absolutely nothing. But the people that are saying this is a negative just because they hate Amazon, they hate Jeff Bezos, you know, it's a damn if you do, damn if you don't. If he doesn't do anything right. positive, then he doesn't care about his workers, his workers can't afford rent, whatever. Now, me, on the other hand, me personally, I, I did see, my, my mind definitely went to a negative as as, soon as I saw that, but probably in a different way than everybody else. Because when I saw that, before even reading the article, I'm thinking to myself, damn, this is what Charles talks about. You can't leave the solutions to other people. You can't have the solutions to our problems come in from other people. Because the way I see it, like some people might think he has ulterior, motive, ulterior motives, something negative is gonna happen. I don't think he has ulterior motives. Maybe he does, I don't know. And, but I think the problem is it's very possible he could build some type of wealth from this, like inadvertently. Like maybe that's not what he's trying to do, but the wealth goes to the people who provide the solutions. We've said that before on this, this podcast. So he might not be trying to benefit from it. Well, he probably will somehow, some way, or possibly will. Somebody well, somebody else is gonna benefit besides us. I mean, we, we're we gonna get some of that affordable housing, which is cool, but we won't be building wealth off of it. Getting a getting a a, a cheap apartment is not the same as building wealth, it's definitely not, but that's just the way I see it. You know, we, we should be providing solutions to our own problems you know so i see as the whole thing is i think i see it as a positive but at the same time we should be doing more for ourselves too definitely i hear you you. but that's something to watch something to watch we'll see how it plays out yeah and this episode's segment of black billionaire banter let's talk about the tale of two funds just thought of this um jay morrison and chris senegal i thought you'd say something else Oh no 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 I'm not talking about that <laughs> that situation no 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 no, no. <laughs> We're not talk about that situation at all no <laughs> So we all kind of kind of know the story with Jay Morrison and you know the Black House and the Tulsa Real Estate Fund. I, I forgot the name for a second. Tulsa Real Estate Fund, Tref. Tref. You know, that is what you call negative publicity of the yin-yang. Everybody's been coming for, for this guy for probably well over a year now? Probably like two years or so now, yeah. Yeah, it's they've been, been coming at him hard. He's scamming. He's stealing people's money. Give people their money back. Where's the dividends? Where's the payouts, man? And then recently, he finally announced they're gonna pay a dividend. Of course, now mm-hmm. the dividend is too little. It's this and that. It's like man. And on the other hand, you got Chris Senegal who did his own crowdfund in Houston, Texas, mm-hmm. Fifth Ward. And me and Charles actually put some money into that fund. You guys could hear it on an earlier episode. I forget which episode it was, but uh, we put some money into that fund. And and what's funny is right around Christmas time, got an email from the, the crowdfund saying, hey guys, surprise, surprise, we're getting ready to pay some dividends. We didn't expect to be able to, to pay a dividend so soon, but we're going to be able to pay you guys a 4%, a 4% dividend. And it's only five months after we closed the deal and, and closed the fund and all that. I was like, wow, that's cool. And I only put $500 in so that 20 percent that i mean that four percent turned out to be 20 bucks literally 20 bucks and you give us a choice to either reinvest the dividend the dividend or get a check of course i'm like what the heck am i gonna do with 20 bucks <laughs> get some lunch man i can get some lunch but i might as well just reinvest that that bad boy you know, I am saying, I was happy to see that twenty bucks. I mean, to know that we got a dividend, we put money in, and we got a return in five months, four percent. Sometimes you can't, you can't look at the dollar amount. You just got, you got, you got to look at the percentage sometimes, and remember that the bank is paying you zero point zero zero one percent. You know what I mean? So. And I remember they they both did um either IG Live or YouTube. They did an interview one time. Chris Senegal was interviewing him. Um oh interview Jay Morrison? Yeah. This is months. Really? This is yeah, this what is, is this? A, this is like probably like eight months ago. So I mean, almost a year. This ah. is this is a while I back I, saw, I don't know if I saw that. Okay. So a while back, and Jay Morrison said to him on the, on, on the internet, he said, boy, you had the gut right there. Like, I wish I had done it the way you did it. He said, because you guys went out and got the asset. You got the bank, got the property first, and then you raised one. Jay Morrison and the Treff Fund, they went out and raised the money first, and then went looking for the property. And he's like, man, I wish I had done it the other way around, man. But it was really cool. For those who don't know, the, the Chris Senegal pro- product project was, he found, pretty much, he pretty much brought. A neighborhood, a couple of blocks. Uh, it's like 40 homes. I forget now. I'm not even paying attention to the project, even though I put some money in. Um, there's a bunch of town homes and a couple of commercial properties in there too. And bought it up. He secured the asset at a discount, at a big discount. And he structured a deal where he, he will get owner financing, paid the, the owner back over a nice stretch of time. And then he didn't even have to pay them for like a year or something like that. Raised the money. They raised over a million dollars, like a million seventy thousand, which, which was like the, the max you could raise, you know. And the idea was to keep the tenants that were already there and not raise the income, not raise the, te- the rents on the tenants, but they will also reach out to black young black professionals that were making good incomes and bring them back to the neighborhood to raise the overall income in the neighborhood so that then businesses would be able to come back to the, the neighborhood and they have a, a base there with people that can afford to shop at the businesses, supermarkets, what have you. And that's he's saying that that's one of the reasons that these big businesses don't want to be in our neighborhoods because they don't have the income there to support them. So it's really very interesting. And you guys should really check it out, his pro- his project on buytheblock.com. Even though it's closed, go look at it and see the whole behind the scenes behind it. It's really great. But um, what do you think about that whole thing?
1: Uh, I mean, I, I respect both of them, you know? Um, I don't, I don't think, I've never seen anybody do what Jay Morrison is trying to do. Um, and I'll be honest, I'll be transparent. Like at the time when the Tulsa Real Estate uh, fund was formed and that whole movement, I was skeptical. And the reason I was skeptical because I was ignorant, I was uninformed. I didn't know how that stuff worked at that time. It's probably what seven, 2017, 18, whatever. I didn't know how that stuff worked at that time. So I was one of those people who were saying, I ain't not get my money this, like you know, like looking at all these stupid YouTube videos. But as you know, as I learn more, as I interview all these people. I'm like, oh, this is how this kind of thing works. Um, mm-hmm. And so I respect him because it's a courageous thing to do. It's a courageous thing to like be the fund manager and raising millions of dollars um, and being responsible for putting that, for deploying that, it's a lot of pressure. Um, he didn't have a blueprint. No one else had did it before in our community. So it's like there's bound to be mistakes and I think what people fail to understand is that companies don't always perform as they expect to, especially early on. It's a very new company, you know, and there are a lot of people complain about the dividends, but it's like they're dividend paying stocks. There are stocks that pay less dividends than what Trev just paid. There are the bank doesn't pay you anything. You get maybe like a quarter... Twenty five cents a year, or something like that. So,
0: wow, that's big balling right
1: there. Twenty five cents a year, big balling, man. Jeez. So it's like, what you bank know, is that? <laughs> but yeah, man, it's like, I wish we weren't so critical of someone who's doing something that there was no blueprint for, and that's always how it is, right? When you're an innovator, when you're taking a chance, when you do something new, um, people will criticize it. People will put it, you know, put a spotlight on it. Um, but you know, I, I wish them the best. I hope it goes well. I hope they can. Continue to grow, continue to develop, but I think it's been disheartening to see like our people on the internet bashing them, and a lot of the comments is ignorance. People asking where's their money, and it's like, look, you did you gave five hundred dollars, you said you were gonna. I think I don't I don't remember how much the shares were, but you gave five hundred dollars, whatever percent you get on that five hundred dollars, it's not gonna change your life.
0: Yeah, it was supposed to be like like an 8% preferred return, which is like... Per share, right? is 40 bucks. So that's the thing. It's like, you're talking about I want my money back. Like
1: You shouldn't invest money that you can't lose because there's no guarantee it's going to work out anyway. Right. So if it's that important to you, for you to be bashing the man in his comments, coming at his family, all this stuff, another black person, if if it's that deep for you, you shouldn't have invested, you know? So I, I just don't like how we are coming, like people, Black people are coming at him. uh, You know, like, I don't know the man, but it's like, I wish him the best. I hope he does well. I wish nothing but success in this particular venture. But I think people are not handling it in a mature way, man. Whether you disagree or not, whether you think, he's doing something wrong it's like there's a way to handle it and you can simply handle it by you know maybe you want to ask for a refund whatever you want to do you don't have to like blast them on the internet like so many black people have videos on youtube talking about the phone it's like why are we tearing each other down especially when it's over things we don't understand um so that's my thing with it yeah, chris senegal uh recently and we got nothing but respect for that brother he's doing good things um perhaps he learned some lessons from seeing uh jay morrison and maybe did it in a different fashion but You know, um, that's how it's supposed to be. The person who comes after should get better and do it better. Right. You know, somebody has to go first. It had, you know, the first person was Jay Morrison. And when you first, when you first to market with something, it's not going to be easy. Yeah. Especially, especially especially people who have never been exposed to anything remotely like this. Okieffa.
2: Okieffa Shades is the premier choice for sunglasses. Top quality, unique, signature, fresh, Trendy our shades provide significant UV light protection for eyes. And we have the best customer service around. The freshest and trendiest styles for both men and women. The finest shades to fit your style. Okieffa Shades is the premier choice for sunglasses. Visit www.okiefashades.com That's O-K-I-Y-E-F-A Shades.com Or on IG or Facebook at Okieffa
0: Shades. Or on Twitter at DJ Ebrock. Right that that's the biggest thing like he's definitely the pioneer that got the uh, the arrows in his back that's for sure yep, yep. and you know he tried. He tried. I mean, he's still trying. He's still working on it. But businesses fail. Businesses fail all the time. Funds fail all the time, man. They just don't put it on the news like that. But yeah, man, he was he was trying something. For the first, he went. He was going big. He didn't just dip his toe in. He went big, man. He went all out with the marketing. Yeah, raised ten million dollars in like I forget how long how short a time he did it in, but they got ten million dollars quick and unfortunately it was, a, it was a bunch of highly unsophisticated quote unquote investors who 99 percent of them weren't investors at all and you know gave up money that i guess they couldn't afford to lose and i mean you look at any investment stock market uh real estate any kind of big even the biggest company they'll put it there in the fine print you can lose in in so many words you can lose all your money with this Yep. because no investment is guaranteed you always have to remember that once you put it out there it's gone your money is gone whether they steal it or they don't steal it or you get or whatever, your money's gone. You gotta think like that. Your money is gone. Forget about it and go make another five hundred dollars. That's it, man. You're not gonna you're not gonna catch Jeff Bezos with five hundred bucks. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. So you got your out of state property and you had a tweet where you said, even if you only buy one property and hold on to it, your family's life will never be the same. Just buy something.
1: Man, it's interesting. I get in a
0: lot of backlash for that one. But really? um,
1: Oh yeah, yeah. What they I'm say? So people have said, "Oh, that's so irresponsible. How could you say somebody just buy something?" And I'm like, first of all, you're taking it out of context. What it means is, like, the, the "just buy something" part is for those who have the information; they know what to do. They're not taking action. You need to buy something. Mm. But it's like your family's life will never be the same. Like, if you buy a property, you just pay them. Even even if you buy a single family home, which they like to say is not an investment. Even if you buy a single family home, you pay the mortgage off for mean, 30 you mean,
0: years. You mean a personal residence, right? Personal residence, right? No, not an let's investment you buy, property. Yeah, yeah, let's say
1: you buy a, a, a personal residence where you, it's just you and your family. Mm-hmm. Over the long term, you'll gain equity in that home. It'll appreciate, at the very least, the next generation can have a free and clear property that they just need to pay insurance and taxes on. Or they could rent it out. They could pull equity from it to fund other investments, to fund college or whatever the case is. Like there's so many ways that having a home can impact the family for generations. They talk about the wealth gap. A big part of it is we don't own any property. Right. We don't own homes. That's the that's one of the biggest parts of someone's net worth. Property. If you simply own your own home, you are ahead of the game. And they like yeah. say, oh, but the bank owns it, whatever, whatever you want to call it. If you hold <laughs> it, if, if if you ride it out and you pay it off, the next generation is immediately better off because that's an asset in your family's hand. Right.
0: They try to say, like, uh, you never really own it, even if you quote unquote pay it off. And like they will always come with justifications and, and something negative to say, man. But it's like. On the other hand, okay, they say like, oh, you still have to pay property taxes. Okay, so how long, you, how long, how long do you have to rent that apartment for until you get to live free and clear for the rest <laughs> of your life? At what point do you get to live for free, renting an apartment? Like, we'll wait.
1: I mean, you're always going to be paying somebody's property taxes, either yours or your landlord's, by way of your rent. Exactly. If that's your justification. You are still paying property taxes. You're still paying insurance. You're still paying for maintenance. To your
0: landlord, right, right. right. Now <laughs> I don't understand. I I hate when I see. You. People talk about buying a house and people jump in like, a house is not an asset. And most of the time you you sit there and you're like, bet you don't have one. I can tell you, you don't have one. What you're talking about is not an asset. What I hear is when you could tell somebody's like broke, but they must have read like Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And they stop at that one one part of the book that said a house is not an asset. And they just hold on to that for the rest of their life. Like Kiyosaki said, house is not an asset. So y'all people are stupid for buying a house. You think he doesn't have a house? Oh, he says he got he got at least one. He's just saying that he doesn't count it as an asset, but he's got he's so he's still gonna buy it. He's still gonna have a house. I mean, it may not
1: necessarily be generating you income, but that doesn't mean it's a bad thing to buy. Like if it even it, like even let's take off the investor hat, even if it's for you and your family, like in many cases, people buy a house and the mortgage is less than they pay for in rent, mm. depending on where you live at. You know what I'm saying? Like if and you have to live somewhere. If, I think it's right. Like, and if you're able to if you're able to do it,
0: do it. Right. And it's like, you'll see like statistics somewhere where they say like the average white household average wealth is about 141000 something like that. And then they said the average black family household wealth is 11000 And look at the difference. That's like a house. That $140,000 is probably, that's the that's the biggest difference right there. A house. If nothing else. Like you said, you pay it off. At least your children can live in it free and clear or your grandchildren and you can't Talk about generational wealth unless you're talking about children and grandchildren because that's what it that's what it means so we gotta we gotta have a much longer vision and a much more long-term view of life now so you bought a property out of state you said your family's life will never be the same How? How would you say you will never be the same you got one property what do they do for you my mindset
1: changed completely Mm -hmm. because it's like psychologically it does something to you knowing that here you have a property someone else is paying you to live there it's mind-blowing to me it's still mind-blowing to me i still can't believe it you know um so just being on the receiving end for once man you know Mm -hmm. being on the other side of the counter as they like to say that's been transformative providing somebody with safe comfortable housing, being able to be of service to somebody. Man, I went to the I went to the property for the first time like a year after, like in November, about a year after I purchased it. I never met the tenant before. I met her. I went in the property and was she, you know, she was showing me around and stuff. And she's like, yeah, I was homeless before this. Wow. She said I was homeless before this. So it's like, Even beyond the money, man, just to be able to do to to help somebody in that way, I had no idea. I had no idea. So that's the power of real estate, man. That's the power of real estate. Like, it's not even always about the cash flow, you know? Like, I'm not getting rich off of this property. Like, I have other things going on, but it's like, it's a long term thing. But I sleep at night. I'm like, you know what? She's good. Her family's good. They're enjoying it there. And it's my job to keep it safe, keep it looking good, help them live in dignity. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's given me something I can teach others. It's it's given me the experience, and information to make a course that's helping hundreds of people. Um, so it's done a lot for me, man. It's done a whole lot for me. Yeah, it's, it's definitely changed me for sure. And I think people around me, too, feel like they can invest in like, man, you know, just seeing you do that I'm like dang like you got a house now like sometimes you got to be the first to do it even if you get backlash even if people say bad things to you you it's all it's about the people you can inspire it's about the people you can help and I'm just thankful that it's been able to do all that for me
0: that's cool man and I just like to say I think I said something about this on an earlier episode I don't remember but it's funny to me when people say stuff like you know you never really owned a home house is not an asset stuff like that it's like this we are with we're dealing in the wealth race the racial wealth gap is huge we are at the bottom of all the financial metrics and the funny thing is there are you need to look, read any kind of book on build, building wealth like uh, broad just wealth not anything specific they'll tell you like there's three main things where wealth is built businesses real estate and in the stock market all black people The least the least of the business owners. We have the least businesses in our community owned by us. We have the least uh in property ownership, home ownership is way down. We are the least in that, and we are the least likely to invest in the stock market. So that explains, I mean, there's hundreds of years of 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 slavery and then on Jim Crow and all these other things that put us in that position. But the the three things that bring us out are those three things, and those are the three things that people fight against the most that kill me. You talk about a business, people say not everybody can. run a business. Not everybody wants a business. Okay. So that's one to three right there. Not everybody wants a home. A home is not an asset. You never really own it. You still got to pay property taxes. So that's the second thing you knock down And the stock market. Oh, it's a, it's a scam. It's gambling and all this. So it's like, do we really want this or not? Right? That's the question. These are the three major things that will help us close the gap. And our people are fighting against all of them. Two for nail. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Yep. Crazy. So you said you can't be a real estate investor if you don't believe it's possible. So step number one is shifting your mindset.
1: Yeah, man, that's the first step, man. I know so many smart people. Smart people, they don't, they, you know, 4.0 people, hard majors, science, finance, smart people. They don't invest in real estate because they, because of their mindset, man. What if, what if the tenant doesn't pay? What if something breaks? What if I have a bad contractor? What if I have a bad property manager? I don't wanna fix no toilets. What if the house burns down? So many people have, they come up with every reason that you can't, or they shouldn't, or they don't want to invest in real estate. Mm -hmm. Let's see where you are 30 years down the line. You have all the resources, you are, maybe you work toward a position to be prepared to actually buy something and you don't do it for all those reasons. Like you have to believe it's possible and you have to be willing to take a risk. You have to, you have to believe like you can have the money, you can have the knowledge. If you don't believe, if you don't believe it's possible for you, it's just not going to happen. You'll be in the same spot you're in, in 10 years. So that was the thought behind that tweet. Like it's all in your head. It doesn't matter anything else you have, you know, like I know people who make money, they don't own anything
0: because their mindset. Yeah, it's like instead of coming up with all the reasons why you can't, how about you write down all the reasons that you can't? Exactly. Uh, like exactly. You don't have the cash, but do you have good credit? Put that down. You know what I'm saying you don't have the money, but you maybe you know somebody who does. Mm-hmm. You don't know one person who does, but maybe you know ten people who do. You know? And I don't know, man. You got to think it's possible. It's the only way because even if you have the the cash, if you don't think it's possible, you still won't be able to do it. Yep. that's the way it is I meant to ask you about this early but I forgot now you you wanted to do it you didn't know how you, you studied for like a year you didn't know where to find stuff how were you able to how were you able to do it practically speaking yeah so I did a couple things so I
1: put my student loans in forbearance, which means basically for 12 months, I didn't have to pay it. And so I saved all that money. And I'm like, Mm. all right, I'm going to use some of this money towards real estate. And I started reading and researching. I'm like, all right, I need more money. How can I get more money faster? So I called up my 401k plan and I said, hey, what are some options for me to use some of this money for something? He said, you can withdraw all of it, pay this heavy tax penalty, or you can borrow against it and pay yourself back. I said, okay, cool. So basically, combination of borrowing from my 401k, putting my student loans in forbearance. I think I put that into like a betterment account, getting like 8%, 10% for the year, whatever. Uh, I put it in like an account, like a modest investment account for that period of time. And I had the money part of it. But then it's like, all right, well, where are you going to invest that? Um, and so I was listening to this podcast and um, they had like these investment advisors who can kind of help you out if you're trying to invest out of state. And they connected me to people in, um, in Ohio and I think in Memphis, I want to say somewhere, something like that. Mm-hmm. Memphis didn't reply. Ohio replied. Ended up going out there, working with the company out there that sells home to investors. Um, long story short, short, a property came on the market that I was interested in and I was able to go through the process and close on that property um so that's kind of like the i guess the bite-sized version of how i was able to do everything
0: it's cool man so you heard it folks man you got to get creative you gotta look at different options the thing about Real estate, I mean, real estate business, stock market, all of it, any kind of investing. But real estate, I think people don't realize there's so many different avenues, man. There's so many ways to get in, there's so many ways to structure deals. Like Some people use NACA, some people use FHA loans, if they're military, VA loans, people do no money down loans, some people use 401k loans, people wholesaling, all kinds, man creativity is out there, man. There's so many ways to get these things done. So many ways.
1: It's all about how creative you can be. It's all about how creative you can be. If you can be creative, you can overcome a lot of the I don't have this and I don't have that. Believe me.
0: Somebody out there that That was in a similar situation to yourself. If you don't think you can get it done, somebody out there is being where you are or worse, and they got it done. You just got to keep listening. Keep listening to the Black Real Estate Dialogue podcast. You'll hear one of those stories, man. Make sure you keep listening. Now, what I think, like... I mentioned it before when we had big talk we had talks on the show i was talking about we gotta work together more like with our brothers in africa brothers and sisters in africa man like i saw a story about um african americans and people in africa building a uh, development in Accra, ghana they're like 200 units and i mean that's just the future man crowd funds and working together we gotta do it man because we need that leverage Mm-hmm. you gotta work together, man. Not just here in the United States, but Caribbean, Africa, all over, man. Hold The whole Definitely, definitely. So this last tweet, kind of different to the other ones, but I always wanted to talk to you about this one. This one was pretty popular, I think. You said, Ray Kroc was 52 when he joined McDonald's. Stop age-shaming people and putting man-made deadlines for when they need to achieve both. Age doesn't matter. You can be a hustler at any age a lot of backlash react that, too. Um, really? Oh, my oh yeah. Goodness, people are saying, oh, Ray
1: Crocky is a horrible example. He stole McDonald's. There's always that group of people who always immediately get mad about stuff, take things out of context instead of trying to really see what the person is trying to say. Whatever. But the point of that was, man, and I feel I've used that tweet multiple times just to drive that home. When I saw it, when I saw the founder, I'm like, no, man, another good movie. Guy, yeah. I'm like, man, this dude was kind of, he took a shot, right? Mm. He reinvented himself at that age. He saw further than the McDonald brothers could see. He saw how big mm. this company could become. And he was 52 years old and a lot of people give up on life because of how old they are. Like you can still dream. You can still have great things happen. It doesn't matter if you're 40, 50 look at how many people's dreams and goals didn't start to pan out until later in life. You know what I mean? Like you and people love to say, oh, you're too old to do this. You're too old to do that. No, you're not. No, you're not. Like you you have to always believe it's possible for you that a better day is going to be there. You know what I mean? Like and that's, that's the, the thought behind that tweet. Like there are people who give up. They think they, there's no hope for them because of, oh, I've already had kids before. I've already had kids. I've already raised my family. It doesn't matter how old you are. You can always do something new. Um. And so I just hate the age shaming, man. I hate people age shaming others and age shaming themselves. You know, like if you if you thought more of yourself, if you thought things were possible, if your outlook was just different, you know, you don't know what can change. You don't know what can happen tomorrow, man. Um, A lot of people feel like if they're not a millionaire by 30, they're a failure. The average age of a millionaire is much older than that, you know? Um, And the thing is like, the majority of us are first generation wealth. So it might take us a little longer to get there, but our kids will be faster for them because they're born into it, you know? So that's kind of the idea
0: behind that tweet, man. Yeah, man, don't give up, people. Like, stop thinking you're gonna be a millionaire in your twenties. I mean, man, well, it's possible. It is possible. Mark Zuckerberg became a billionaire in his twenties, but that is atypical. That's not that's not a typical story, man. That that's like the unicorn. There's a reason why that's in the news because it is nowhere near typical. Average millionaire, forget about billionaire, but millionaire is like in their fifties. I mean, in this day and age, is probably the ages. The average age is probably coming down because people are doing some crazy stuff now in this it's day and age to be alive, man. Yeah, yeah but you know before like 10 20 years ago the average age of a million years is in the 50s but it takes time yeah. it takes time for compound interest to go to work and do it do its magic that's the whole thing it takes time that's why also dividend stocks like black people always like well, you're gonna really gonna put in a thousand dollars to get like three dollars back <laughs> like it compounds itself over the years and the thing yeah. is the thing Specifically with that, like you gotta think about it. Like the other people, they've been on the dividend stocks. Dividend stocks, they've been on that in that game for decades. Mm-hmm. There must be something to it. Yep, it's not a coincidence. Like there's something to it. If they're doing it for decades now, like there's something to it, man. Don't 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 play what you don't know. We're gonna start wrapping this up. My guy, Samuel Delcini, Black Real Estate Dialogue. People, be sure to check that out. Check out my guy, Sam, on Twitter at Bread Podcast. That's B-R-E-D Podcast on Twitter at Bread Podcast. You can find him on Instagram at Black Real Estate Dialogue. Be sure to check in, man. My guy is on Spotify, Google Podcasts, everywhere. Everything, man. Find us everywhere. <laughs> Over 50 episodes now, over 50,000 downloads. Man, what can we expect from from that real estate dialogue in 2021, brother?
1: Oh man, uh, I've been working like a dog this month in January of 2021, bro. I've been interviewing like crazy. Um, the main thing right now is I'm trying to get as much interviews stored up as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, and spread them out over the month so I can work on creating content, work on like, you know, corporate sponsors, work on like things of that nature, creating clips and things of that nature. Um, So, yeah, we have a new segment of the show coming out, Commercial Real Estate Corner. Um, So we'll have a woman who works in commercial real estate um, kind of doing like a little series. So just breaking down different aspects of commercial real estate, you know, definitely something our people need to be aware of. Um, but hopefully just cons- cons- continued growth, man, continued growth. Uh, this is this year's the year of growth. Just want to reach more people, want to keep impacting more people and coming up with new and innovative ways to do so. Um, but yeah, you know, join us for the ride. Check out the podcast, check out the page and products. Um, yeah. So th- that's my hope, just to continue to grow. Um, keep the foot on the gas and continue serving the people, man.
0: Yeah, that, man. Oh my guy, man, A Bread Podcast on Twitter and a Black Real Estate Dialogue on Instagram. You can follow the, this podcast on Instagram at Tweet Talk Podcast. Follow myself on Twitter At Work Money Life Follow my co-host Charles A.K.A. Todd Millionaire On Twitter at Real Todd Billion. You can follow Charles on Instagram At ToddBillion Also at Todd.Capital You know, like I said, join, join us, man Follow along, learn with us Grow with us, all that stuff, man So for my special guest Sam Of The Break Podcast And for myself and for Charles At Tweet Talk, The Blackwell Podcast You know, we wishing all of y'all the best. Don't give up. Keep hustling. If you haven't gotten there yet, you're 40, 50 years old, you know, keep pushing. The next generation is depending on you, depending on us. Just keep pushing, man. You can do it. Wish you the best. Peace. Bye, everybody.